0: I mean, it's, it's, it's just rimmed the spiciest devil. It's good, but I just keep lapping up the tiniest amount, like a delicate puppy. hmm
1: <laughs> I almost want to like just drink it right now with you guys. but Are you just gonna slam it? I also have to do an episode, and I don't feel like it's smart for me to be like <sighs> <sighs> during the whole episode. I don't know. I think <sighs> you.
0: Can... I think we all need to do a couple shots of this hot pot pepper vodka. I'll die. And see what happens. I, yeah. I am
2: I am too Caucasian for any of that noise. I cannot.
0: No, I'm good. Which oh.
2: sucks because I love spicy food, but my medication is just like, nah, which I feel like a very entitled white person way to be like dipping out of spicy food.
0: Anyway, speaking of violent food, this is Blank Bodies, a vampire the masquerade podcast. Sometimes horror and other shit too. No, it's a vampire (laughs) cooking podcast now, motherfuckers. I mean kinda. I'm Hunter, by the way. I'm joined by
1: Oh shit, we almost went out of order. This is John.
0: Yes. And I am I'm Sarah. Yes, we've had an order. I suppose, but like we're joined as always by the lore bot. James. We're talking about
1: violent food. Or sometimes violence toward food.
2: Yeah, we're talking about feeding. Uh we were doing the Predator types episode and I had made notes about feeding and then we looked at it and realized this is just a whole separate episode and Sarah had to cut it. <laughs> so yeah. that's Ooh. what this is. Hi. <laughs>
3: Extra mu- content for
2: free. Too much research going into things but but up but Yeah. So feeding on blood is something kind of unique to vampires specifically. That's kind of their whole shtick. As a monster, other than, you know, undeath and gay. But, you know, that's
0: fine.
3: Vampires (laughs) are gay?
0: Uh, Sometimes.
3: Sometimes. A
0: lot of the times. Uh, Sometimes they're just soft straight.
3: (laughs) God made three
2: quarters of a gay person and then didn't flip the last switch.
3: (laughs) Oh, John Mulaney?
2: Uh, Actually, most of my friends.
3: (laughs) How do you explain Hunter?
2: Three quarters of a gay person, then God didn't flip the last switch, so he just came out straight.
0: What's <laughs> up? Well,
2: so, so, yeah. same thing. Three quarters of a Sarah gay man. Sarah once looked
1: at me and said, I think that you're one of the straightest eccentric men in Indianapolis.
2: Pretty much, yeah.
1: <laughs> I said, cool.
2: Yeah, because, yeah, every time you visited me at my day job, the gays are like, is he single? And I'm like, he is very straight. <laughs> like, he's painfully straight, guys. I do not know what to tell you, and I am sorry. Well, I'm sorry, but if you
3: tell him he's pretty, he'll like it. Oh yeah, no, he'll, true. He'll,
2: he'll, you can give him cocaine and tell him he's pretty, but like <laughs> nothing's happening.
1: <laughs> I don't do cocaine. Hold on.
2: No, I don't. I mean, you can give it I... to
1: me. I'll take it. I just won't it, do just anything with yeah. it. Yeah, I'll put like... it in a box and be like, "Well, I got some coke. Well, if I, I ever decide up. it."
3: Yeah, I was about to say my <laughs> processors are going like. He doesn't do cocaine. <laughs> is he gonna sell cocaine? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Cocaine's the worst drug. I did it once, and it made me feel like I took my ADD meds.
2: That sounds awful. That's because yeah. your
1: ADD meds are cocaine. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
2: That's, <laughs> Hunter, that's why Like, I feel like caffeine and shit doesn't work on us, because everyone else is like, I'm awake, and we're just like, I am here
0: I exist. It was the <laughs> this uh, is a worst position. birthday present I've ever been given. <laughs> it's like, here you go. Here you Happy go, birthday. Have some of this. It's like, ooh, I feel like I'm about to go to school. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful.
2: I'm so sorry that happened to you. But yeah. Ooh. So with uh, feeding on the blood being such a unique aspect of vampires and a major mechanic of the game, we figured we would uh, jump into it and figure out what the fuck all this means. And why it's important. And, you know, how to handle it responsibly in your game. Because there's some uh, tone and theming that comes with feeding.
3: Ooh. Some of them are vanilla. Some of them are very spicy.
2: Some of it's a little spicy. So, in Vampire the Masquerade. Like this pepper vodka. It is. It is spicy like that pepper vodka. Boom! Bringing it back. Yeah. But yeah, in Vampire the Masquerade, a lot of the lore and mechanics are based off of... uh, Western canon uh, vampire mythos. So there is some stuff from uh, other places, but mostly it focuses on European myth stuff. So that's what we're focusing on. Yeah. Yeah. That's what
1: we're going to do. If
2: it it comes up with other stuff later, I'll read that later. Yay. Yay. Uh, Many of the clan's aspects and flaws are based around the ideas of how vampires function. And a lot of these come from the fact that we, for many, many, many centuries millennia, did not understand how disease and decomposition worked.
3: It's yeah, oh. what happens when the church says, you can't open up that body to figure out how it works.
2: Yeah. I
0: mm. uh, watched so. a
3: terrifying
0: video recently. Mm. It's, um, if I could remember who it was, I would recommend it. But it was just about the American vampire scare. Mm-hmm. Um, uh,
2: if it's the same video that I'm going to recommend to this, I'm going to laugh.
0: Uh, it might be. It might be the same video. Okay, well, <laughs> like, continue we'll get
2: but yeah, so you get uh, what was called wasting diseases back in the day, and we now know it as
0: tuberculosis.
1: Have I told you guys that I had tuberculosis? Ow. I think I have. Yeah, that's, yeah. I,
0: I, yeah. Uh, yeah, because you didn't document not having it, so now you can't get blood.
1: Yep, that's it. Oh, I was gonna say, I forgot you had like an Oregon Trail disease. It's true. I was like <laughs> uh, eight. Hold on, I was in. It's like nine. I was like nine or ten, and uh, yeah, I had tuberculosis. I had to get tested for school and then the patch mm-hmm. test showed up positive. So then they patch tested my other arm and it showed up positive. So then they x rayed my chest and they were like, oh fuck, put a mask on him. And uh, <laughs> this yeah. kid's gonna kill other kids. <laughs> so I had tuberculosis and I got treated. I took really, I mean, at the time they were probably normal size, but at the time they seemed fucking huge um, antibiotics every day for like two weeks. I wasn't allowed to like barely leave my room. Um, I'm alive. Uh, yeah, did but they yeah, I'm not allowed how to. How
3: the fuck you got tuberculosis? Who knows?
1: Yeah, no, no way. Uh, I was the uh, school crossing guard. That's where I got that crossing guard badge, badge that I wear. Oh, uh,
0: yeah.
1: okay. Mm-hmm. Stole it. They gave um, that to you because <laughs> you had tuberculosis. No, I was a crossing guard, um, and I think we we think that possibly I got it while. Being a crossing guard because nobody at my school had it other than me.
0: Just standing up in the cold the whole time?
1: Well, probably, possibly someone like driving past and right. cough out their window kind of thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I often cough on kids when I drive by them, so that's a high possibility. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, but yeah, I'm not allowed to donate blood now because yeah. I they, I don't. The doctor's office I went to shut down and I don't know how to get my records at this point because it was mean. so long ago and they're gone. Like, I think parts of the hospital are even shut down. No. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't have documentation that I was treated for tuberculosis, so they won't donate let me donate blood. Yeah. Which is weird cuz you think I might be dead by now.
0: Right. Does that explain why you look so uh,
1: corpse-like? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I'm you... still rotting away from tuberculosis oh almost my 30 God. years later. Yeah.
0: This guy might have a theory
3: about, about say, the vampires. Are you a plate marine
0: over
2: there? Yeah, yeah it was uh, commonly viewed in various parts of Europe that uh, when there was a breakout of tuberculosis, because basically it is a wasting disease, so you just kind of shrivel up and, and then die. Mm-hmm. It sucks. It's a bad way to go. So people were just like, ah, yeah, clearly the corpses of our near relatives have come out of the grave and are supping on us in our sleep. And that's not why that we're d- we,
3: not that we didn't figure out you need to bury them six feet deep. Oh, no. Yeah. The, yeah.
2: That's why you get, you know, corpses being buried like uh, vertical as opposed to horizontal or like a brick in the mouth and all sorts of doofy shit. It's really
1: interesting.
2: But, you know, this. Is what I happens. like the
1: brick in the mouth. Yeah. Like, the vampire crawls itself out of the fucking six feet of dirt, but that brick in the mouth can't do anything. Can't yeah, bite you. can't
3: figure out.
2: <laughs> Bodies rot in weird ways sometimes, mm. and people didn't fucking understand that, and they're like, oh my god, this corpse has been dead for so long, it's still full of fresh blood. I'm like, well, you buried them right before winter, and that's just nature's refrigerator, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Or different climates, or, mm-hmm. or oh, oh my- we threw this in the ground right away, versus, oh, we left, had a wake where they stayed above ground for a week.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's just one of those, like, huh, it's a lot of things that are, like, oh, things that we use and kind of take for granted in our little vampire silly games, you're just like, oh, it's just because people didn't understand that sometimes flesh just becomes soap. Uh, yeah. I like soap. Yeah, I do, too. I don't want corpse soap. I'm good.
1: But yeah, mm. sometimes you
2: sometimes you bury somebody, they become dirt. Sometimes you bury somebody and they become a
1: soap mummy. I've never seen I've never had corpse soap. I've had corpse wax before. Yeah. And that was awful.
2: Like when you say you had it.
1: On my hands.
2: Oh, okay. It just that was such a vague verb. Oh, yeah. yeah like, Sorry. You Sorry. Got, like
3: you got a trisket. Like, <laughs> wax did, wax,
2: did you like, like it? partake of or did you just have it in a box on a shelf? I found
1: it on my body. Doing what? hanging out all right <laughs> no it was when uh we were digging that garden in piss house yeah. and we found the dead dog and oh, instead yeah. of like just leaving it there because it was super shallowly gri- uh, mm-hmm. uh, buried we just dug it up and it was not fully gone my friends uh, some of it was wax yeah and that it's we're not gonna go into it i'm just it gonna is, say it, it is sticky and it smells bad
3: it is a bad time <laughs> now was it flammable
1: I did not try because why, was why would you spot? want to catch that on fire? I almost puked with it. Just hanging
3: out. R and D reasons. I, are we trying to make dog candles?
2: I'm so upset right now. We're
3: trying to <laughs> weaponize dead dogs.
2: Anywho, moving on. Uh, the video I was referring to was, uh, from ask a mortician. Yeah. That's one I was talking yeah, about. Yeah. Her video on the new England vampire panic is really good. Yeah. No. Go check that out.
0: And I think it's really interesting. Uh, Speaking of decomposition, Mm -hmm. um, it's such an it's we're still we still don't know an insane amount of about decomposition because we're so quick to embalm people Mm -hmm. that we're basically like stopping people from decomposing. So when it happens in the wild, even scientists today are still like.
2: Oh, that's why we have all the different like body farms because there's that, that big facility down in Tennessee. There's stuff in Texas. I I think I read an article that there's places in Australia starting to have body farms where scientists can kind of just yeet a corpse into a field and be like, all right, let's see what happens.
1: I think I've always heard them called rot farms, mm. which sounds so much cooler. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that shit's cool. Like I did, uh, I read a couple articles about them one time, and they like put them in all sorts of stuff. Sometimes they'll get like big fate like abandoned refrigerator units and shove a corpse in that and put it in a field or just
2: kind of chick it into a pond yeah
1: it's cool it's cool
2: shit yes if and i think if you want to donate your body to those specifically you have to go fill out a form with the universe it's a whole thing Mm -hmm. prep for your death do it yeah i want to
1: be plasticated like put the bodies Mm -hmm. in a museum cut me up into like 13 different pieces and explode it I hear it's pretty hard to get into that. Yeah, it you is. have to have a pretty unique body.
0: I'm just like, tree pod would be fun. Yeah, I want to be one of those tree pods mm,
3: where they uh-huh. like... Yeah, they slurry you up and put you at... Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then you get to be like a cool big tree. You get to pick the tree type, I think.
1: Yep. Uh-huh. I'd want to be a sequoia.
0: I want to be a red oak.
1: Yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. Also, the fungus suits. I'm sorry, Sarah. You're trying to stay no, on topic. No, you're good. Have you am. guys I'm seen the, uh, the mushroom suits? No. Mm-hmm. They're fucking super cool. They're like essentially a suit they put your corpse in that have like hundreds of thousands of spores of these different kinds of mushrooms. Um, And they take it and they chuck it in a field. And the mushrooms break down your body. They break down the heavy metals that are in your body. Um, Some of them, from what I hear, they were working on prototypes that like some mushrooms can actually help clean up radioactive material. Mm -hmm. And so they put your body in this thing and chuck it in a radioactive field. And then your body starts a colony of fungus that's macilla? I believe is the yeah word. mycilla. Mycilla spreads around and then cleans up radioactive materials, cleans up heavy metals, like just revitalizes revitalizes whole ecosystems. It's really fucking cool.
0: Okay, I want to do that now.
1: Yeah, That's right. So you can... Yeah, you should you should look into it. It's Everybody, right put your body in a mushroom suit and let someone throw it in a field.
0: <laughs> yeah, if our podcast teaches you anything, it's how to become a mushroom.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, but uh, the the one of the the pinnacle, I would say, of uh, our canonical understanding of the vampire comes from Dracula. 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 A Dracula. A yes. Dracula. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this novel came out a little bit after the vampire panic in New England, so there might have been some inspo there. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, but. Dracula, when it was written, came out at the end of the Gilded Age. It was like a big economic boom with the Industrial Revolution in the 1800s, and that started to slide down, and then all this gothic shit started to happen.
0: Wow, I wonder what that's like.
2: I really wonder what that's like. <laughs> I totally uh, have never experienced yeah, it. Yeah, Dracula happened, and during a time period where there rising concerns about the economic collapse, rise of news technological age, and social fears about immigration and East versus West. I have no idea what that's like.
0: Whoa. Yeah, that, that must be a crazy way to live. Spooky time. Mm-hmm. Blood drinking in
2: the novel is fairly linked in with the concept of sex.
0: Dracula and its ties to sex are really interesting. I have a academically annotated version of the book um, that I've been reading, but that'll have to be its own episode. Also, he was just kind of an insane man. There are other journals he wrote that imply that he believed parts of the story were true. Um, there are also uh, people who like believe he, yes. Uh. There are also people who believe that the book is secretly about his love affair with Oscar Wilde. Mm-hmm. There um, there's is, a uh, lot of different meanings that does, this book could
3: have. Does that mean that Bram Stoker is Mina Harker? <laughs> eh,
2: not necessarily. There is some interesting could be Lucy. commentary about
3: the women's
2: movement in the time period based off of how, uh, Stoker categorized like Lucy and Mina, but that's a yeah. whole other fucking argument.
1: So what you're trying to tell me, Hunter though, sorry, Sarah, no, you're good. Um, is that Bram Stoker might've been slamming in the back of his Dracula
0: with Oscar Wilde.
1: Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I thought it was, I thought he had a uh, Bram Stoker was like worked in theater and he had like a theater partner. Like they worked that they managed a theater together mm-hmm. And they might have also been, you know, roommates.
1: Confirmed bachelors. Yes.
2: But yeah, the the treatment with blood transfusions in the novel are interesting because blood transfusions at the time were like cutting edge, like super new technology. And that Dr. Van Helsing is like, yeah, bro, I can can do this. We can save your bitch. Let's go. And (laughs) uh, the way that everybody interacts with it is interesting because all three of Lucy's suitors and Van Helsing contribute to the blood transfusions to keep her alive. And there's talk in the book about how, oh, we need to not tell her fiance because this might seem a little apropos to be giving her blood. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm. Because giving someone blood is the same as fucking them.
2: Yeah. And basically, it kind of. I mean, you're
1: getting inside them.
2: Yeah. That literally, like, yes. And uh, this, you know, that kind of gives them like a blood marriage and ties all three of the suitors and Van Helsing to Lucy, so that's why that's the crew that goes and gets her to stab her so she
1: doesn't, like, kill more children. Mm -hmm.
2: And I'm just like, that's... And it mirrors Dracula's, like, three brides. And
3: I'm like, that's really
1: interesting. This is really cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So does that make them blood brothers?
3: Kind of. It makes them blood husbands. I want somebody to figure out what their blood types were because they all were able to safely give blood
2: to her. Well, no, that's the thing, is there is... Potentiality. If it wasn't for Dracula doing the feeding thing, they might have just fucking killed her
0: because they yeah. didn't. The blood typing wasn't a thing at that point. Oh.
2: They're just like, ah,
1: put the juice in there. They go,
0: and Dracula actually sucks the juice back out.
1: So technically, they were kind of snowballing Dracula. Yeah,
2: basically. Yeah.
1: All right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Just Thanks, in case Hunter. Hunter's like, no, I'm not putting. It there. <laughs> no, that'll go in. No, it'll go.
2: In. <laughs> the other thing with like vampirism in the Dracula novel that I find interesting and it does tie into feeding is that vampirism is a curse that you have to allow to happen to you Hmm. because it's not so much like Dracula going out and attacking people as so much as you have to like he has to ask to be invited in oh yeah he'll harass you but you know if if you go along with it it is your choice to succumb
1: right and I'm just like "Mm." that reminds me of a lot of senators
2: yeah there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of theming in that where I'm just like uh oh yeah that's yeah. really cool but uh oh uh oh if uh-oh. you
0: if you need a good uh, picture for your uh, tower related kindred mm-hmm. for your game just look up the Twitter page fucked up looking senators and you can find a lot <laughs> of like corpse looking old men and women to use for uh, your
3: vampires <laughs> I feel you little- have two bangers. You have Ted Cruz and Jeff Sessions. No, they're no, those, okay. those are like
0: the C plus of the world of fucked up looking senators.
2: I feel really bad that, that we're segueing into my recommendation film. The video essay that I watched to give more insight into the Dracula novels from Atun Shea. He's like a historical YouTuber, like film guy. Uh, he does a lot of really good breakdowns of things from revolution era and like the Civil War and shit. And he did like an hour long essay about Dracula specifically cool and it's very good and it also has some implications on the tie-ins to like COVID-19 and shit and I'm very like, cool it's very cool he did not have to go that hard on the Dracula costume either I was just like sir like this is not fair <laughs> This is not fair <laughs> fuck you uh, but yeah uh, so the, the the kind of the crux in a lot of the vampire mythos is because up until super recently in humanity the seat of the human soul was in the heart that's mm-hmm. kind of where you as a person, your soul lived. So therefore, your blood, since it travels through the heart, has is kind of like quasi-soul-esque adjacent. So feeding on somebody is essentially like taking in part of their soul.
1: Yeah, that's why I hate uh, getting pictures taken of me. Because of your soul? Yeah, it takes parts of my soul. Ah, okay. yeah.
2: Well, I was saying there's a kind of an interesting split in uh, modern times because we've switched what makes you a person medically from the heart to your brain. Yeah, that flipped happened, I think, 1968. Mm. Some U.S. medical group's like, all right, we're going off brainwaves because we got machines that could pump your heart, but you're just kind of there. Yeah. And that's really sad and fucked up. And that doesn't seem alive. That doesn't seem like a person,
0: really. Terry Schiavo.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the the advent of the vegetative state uh, shift our focus to being like, okay, we got to go by brainwaves now. Mm. So... That can lead to some interesting uh, implications in vampire mythos because it's just like, okay, well, is the soul really in your head? What is that? What does Diablo actually mean? All that kind of stuff. I'm just like, eh.
1: I think the soul and like consciousness in general are kind of the uh, thorn in all of science's side anyway. Yeah. So that's fine.
2: Yeah. No, cause there's just, just an interesting point in like death where you're just like, okay, this is a person, this is a person. This is then suddenly like, this is not, why not?
1: What where, happened? Where, where's that flip? What is
0: <laughs> yeah. happening? Yeah. When uh, did it stop being a thing? Yeah.
1: Yep. Well, the higher well, it's a thing is just a hunk of meat now. Mm-hmm.
0: But... To me, the whole more interesting side of spirituality is, um, you know, uh, self-awareness. Does this continue outside of this body in any sort of way or have any sort of connection? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, which, kind of what's still left to prove or not prove.
2: Yeah, which in like our world is like an interesting thing to like do science and discussions about. Unfortunately, in world
1: of darkness, there are ghosts and shit. So well, you're to hold on, you're telling yeah. me there aren't ghosts here?
2: Yeah, uh, not scientifically. <sighs> I'm not saying that the phenomena doesn't deserve research and we're looking into, but like deal. You know, I'm deal? not John. <laughs> like,
3: I'll take. I'll, I'll take, take that. it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't I must, have.
2: I do not have enough data to confirm or deny ghosts. All right, all if right. I
3: must shoulder this
0: burden, <laughs> I will if be I the have one. To. Mm. Yeah, I, I have a whole episode I'm working on about like World of Darkness and cosmology and the other things that aren't vampire.
2: And if uh, folks are kind of interested in the shift on focus between death coming from the heart versus the brain, uh, the video essay Rationalizing Brutality The Cultural Legacy of the Headshot. Uh, done by Jacob Geller on YouTube. Fucking good. It is so good. It doesn't really, uh, gets into, you know, how doing a shooting in a video game with headshots uh, can have a little bit of effect on how we're viewing things in our world and vice versa and, you know, where personhood sits in the body and death and uh, it's really good. Honestly, recommend it. Uh, but during gameplay, we've gotten through all the faffing about. Yeah. What the fuck does a feeding scene mean? Why Why thing? Uh, I would say uh, make sure that your players are cool with whatever scene you're going to be running for your games. Mm -hmm. Because as we've discussed, just the baseline mythos gets into death and mortality and disease and sexual overtones. And some folks are just not going to be in the mood for that shit.
0: Not to mention any sort of feeding scene is going to be on some level power dynamic.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Forced
0: Mm -hmm. or coerced or agreed upon.
2: Mm -hmm. And you can even get into some interesting commodification themings because, you know, people are like, I'm going to go with the blood bag option. I'm hurting no one then. And I'm like, ha ha ha, I'm going to make you feel sad.
0: Do you know how many children it took to make your blood bag in China?
2: Right. Or, you know, the exploitation of uh, the poor by them literally having to sell their bodily fluids to be able to make rent.
0: Do you think the vampire blood farm has suicide nets? Probably. (laughs) Now that I brought the mood up. Now um, that you brought the
2: mood up. (laughs) Yeah. But there's also, you know, uh, vampire feeding scenes in particular, past and present, have been used to skirt morality uh, censorships. Because, you know, can't show people fucking, certainly can't show the gays fucking, but if it's a dude biting at another dude's neck, that's not sexual at all. They're just
1: biting. I've never bit anyone's neck during sexy times
0: i've never bet, bit someone's okay, neck outside of sexy times
2: that that's accurate i cannot think of a time i ever bit somebody on the neck and i wasn't horny anyway
3: <laughs> um... i guess you're right Sweet. i was just doing the mathematic equation i'm like do we still classify it as sexy time if it's only makeout time I yeah that, that's I mean, sexy, mean if adjacent. you're getting
1: like hey then it
3: counts Yeah. Even if it's not on the on ramp to fuck town?
1: you don't have to penetrate for it to call be called sexy time.
0: Okay, just... sexy time could just be you, some lavender candles, and some like smooth
3: jazz. Hell yeah. Okay, and uh, a bathtub. Thank you, Hunter. Now I'm just picturing <laughs> you with your forearm across your face, some lavender candles, just noshing down on yourself, You're just like, oh yeah. Lavender is my favorite scent. But really? uh, wearing a lavender shirt, I mm. took a shot in the dark.
2: Look, he's he's a refined gentleman. I,
0: I've i been
1: really I digging Palo part, Santo recently. But,
0: uh, back to what Sarah that was cow. saying. Uh, really interesting. Uh, if you look at the specific movement, especially in France, uh, of lesbian vampire films.
1: Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them.
0: Yeah, no. a lot more than you'd think if you when you scratch the surface. Yeah. There's a lot of them. I'm, oh,
1: yeah. I'm still
2: really sad. So like many, like almost 10 years ago at this point when we all lived in Punk House and had the communal Xbox 360 with the Netflix on it. Yeah, uh, this is back when Netflix didn't have their own materials. So they were just like getting licenses for whatever. So they would give you these recommended categories. And I still love that we got the oddly specific category of lesbian French vampire films from the 70s. <laughs> and there was enough of those bitches to have several for like a full category list. And I was just like, God damn. (laughs) It was great. Yeah.
1: That should have been that right then is when we should have realized that the algorithms would take over the world.
2: Yeah. We're just like, this is oddly specific.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would also like to just throw in a really interesting video. If that's the kind of, uh, scene you want to get into a YouTuber called Kazro did a really interesting video exploring queer history of the west
2: yeah i saw that It was really Um, good
0: but one thing they talk about that is how well male homosexuality was always viewed as negative feminine homosexuality was always viewed as like a passing phase or it's like is almost expected it's like you go get yourself a little girlfriend until you get a husband
3: yeah
2: it's you know you're lesbian until a man shows up and then just eh. though uh not bullshit thing uh so feeding in vtm is described as generally feeling quote-unquote good universally unless you're a hakata then that's spooky and painful (laughs) get fucked that's your clan bane uh
3: fun. hopefully you find a pain sled
2: this i have found depending on who your st is and who your plays are can either be extraordinarily horny or just kind of like well they're high now you can kind of calibrate that for however you want your game to be so.
0: yeah, I mean, it's all about your player's preference. Like we said, talk to him about it. Like, I don't mind like someone being like a seduction scene, but I don't want to see like a sex scene. So like, you know, that's kind of where my line is like, oh, yeah, you flirted with this girl and then, you know, fade to black. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, you got your blood back. Cool. Yeah. that That's kind of my preference there. But, you know, your group might have a little more fun sinking their teeth into it, if you know what I mean.
1: Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, this <a> pun. Um. <laughs> You're Sorry, right? that got
0: me. It
2: really did. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, this is why consent sheets and session zeros are important. So you have an idea of how to calibrate things in your game. And also, not every feeding scene has to be done beat by beat, every session, every time.
0: No. And I think I suggested it last episode, mm-hmm. too. But if I were to ST, I would probably give each player a rotation. In each game, you focus on one person, they get a feeding scene, expand upon their character and then next week you can do it for another player (laughs) kind of keep it even but you know if you got four players and everyone's doing like a full feeding scene 15 10 minutes each that's already maybe an hour of your gameplay right just getting people to like notch up one point of blood on their character sheet
2: yeah because at least in my playing of V v5 as opposed to previous systems people tend to be a lot more up on making sure that they are feeding regularly because they're just like I'm at hunger three. Oh fuck, I gotta go snack. Yeah, that,
1: that's yeah, kinda,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because that goes from zero to 100 as I a hundred. Like Alex gets really to quick. hunger
1: two when it's like, "Oh, guys, I'm going get hangry. <laughs> <laughs> I better watch out."
0: If you're at a higher hunger, yeah, they better find a way to feed. You're gonna have to play that out, but yeah, not that that
2: isn't you know fodder for fun and adventures. But also, yeah, uh, I generally recommend, like, doing check-ins as an ST with the session. It does not have to be a formal check-in where you sit down and go, okay, guys, so how's everybody feeling about doing it?" Just talk with people like they're normal and just be like, okay, cool. Somebody in the group is having real issues with their relationship. Maybe, you know, don't go so hard on them in the story. Or, you know, if something in the plot is tying into things that might be in their personal life, just like, okay, we're going to steer away from that for a little bit. Or, you know, you can just roll the predator types and just kind of scoot about things.
0: Yeah, Um, I mean, it is kind of an opinion of, like, internet dorks. But, like, I do kind of agree. Like, I don't come to play d d for it to be a group therapy session. But at the same time, you can still be, like, compassionate and mm-hmm. keep in mind the needs and wants of your friends. We're not going to sit down and be like, all right, we're playing this vampire game to work at you through your new uh, breakup, Eric. But at the same time,
1: like, oh. And this new breakup might be hard. So let's not, like, for have Eric's character be in, like, a really intense romantic situation.
2: Yeah, or just, like... <sighs> hey, Eric, uh, as the ST is like, hey, Eric's been going through some shit. What's, what's a character goal that he's wanted? Maybe I can scoot that along a little bit more. Or being like, hey, Eric, you want to go beat the shit out, out of this guy who's a dick? <laughs> he's being a dick. I'm going to fuck wide open.
1: Go for it. <laughs> you can have this. And there he- will probably be little, little to no repercussions this time. He kind of deserves it. Yeah. Everything in the story is
2: being like, do it. <laughs> You'll feel better, Eric. Do it. I don't know why we're picking on Eric. If there's an Eric
1: listening, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> I, do, I literally. What we're, we're
1: trying to say is, Eric, we're here with you, buddy.
0: <laughs> yeah. And yes. just to balance it out, fuck you, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> you are better than her. You don't need her, Eric. Nah, um, throw
2: the whole girl away. The whole girl.
0: Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, you might have to do that after feeding scene. What? Throw, throw the, the whole, whole away. <laughs> girl away. <laughs> yeah, depending on how the feeding scene goes. Uh oh. Uh, Getting into that though.
2: Yes. Players and STs can lean into your predator types and your feeding scenes as a way to color uh, the story or to add tension. Use it. Do it. It's great. Uh, You have options for you know characters in the coterie could have issues with the way that each other feeds.
1: If someone's a really hardcore like consensualist and then another person's an alley cat Mm -hmm. and they're like hey I gotta go feed I'll be right back and the consensualist turns around and there's a The other guy's just beating the shit out of somebody.
2: Yeah. Oh, I mean, you can even have, (laughs) even excluding essentialists, you could have, you know, people who are sirens or cyruses that prefer a more subtle way of going about things. And they might find, you know, somebody who's an alley cat to be a bit, you know, brutish and coarse and a little unnecessary.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Gross.
2: Gross. Why? Why is?
0: Or even some of the um, feeding flaws you can get Mm and placing them against... Like maybe someone prefers to get consent, but they're also an organivore. Hey, can I have your kidney? You end up like <laughs> you end up like that guy who ate that man's penis.
1: Yeah. On Craigslist.
0: Oh no, you don't know that story.
1: The
2: German guy that. I thought they met on Craigslist. Did they meet on Craigslist? I they know maybe it was... did. I, uh, no, it, I think it was just a, a, a forum where everybody oh. was just into that. Gotcha. Erotic cannibalism.
1: I <laughs> mean, that'd be the place to be if you were an organivore. True. And a consensualist. You'd Germany? have to work also, yes.
2: <laughs> Probably. Uh yeah. And you could also have things where like something's coming up in the plot, so your characters can't like feed safely. Like you're in a part of town where you're just like, I'm in the rich area. There's no one outside. No one is ever fucking outside. You can't just
1: grab somebody. So mm-hmm. if you... you just gotta
3: wait for the dog walkers.
1: Or even worse, out like for some reason you're pl- you're playing a game in the out west and you're mm-hmm. like, well, you got to go out to Skinwalker Ranch. Mm-hmm. First of all, just say no. Um, but second, there's no humans out there.
2: <laughs> so, you know, you just have to get, they have to get two deer. And it was yeah. hard enough getting one deer. They're fast. <laughs> they are. Deer are fast. And Hopefully are you assholes. got
1: a gang girl who can be like, hey, yo, buddy, come here.
2: Come here. Hey, yo, girl.
0: And some werewolf's <laughs> like, hey, that was my favorite deer. <laughs> and he's like, uh, see,
2: plot. But,
1: yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Boom.
2: Yeah, and hunting scenes are also, as we've said, a great way to spotlight a individual character, the narrative, and do a like slice of life. Like, all right, so this is what their evening routine is, and helps flesh out a character outside of, "Hi, I'm a brooding asshole in a trench coat."
3: How do you distinguish yourself from all beyond the twelve that? others? Beyond
2: that, you can go beyond the trench coat. <laughs>
1: You can get a katana.
0: Hey.
3: Oh, shit. All right, calm down, Ben Shapiro. Uh, (laughs) Can I get some of those little round sunglasses? Hey, don't knock the round sunglasses. sunglasses. I
1: lost mine and I'm really sad about it. Now, how tiny
3: were the sunglasses? They covered my eye socket. Okay, not a douchebag guy. Now, did the
0: metal frame match the blade of your katana? (laughs) Did you have
3: metal (laughs) frame sunglasses? (laughs) 10,000 fold times Nippon steel. Uh, I
2: hate this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so small note about uh, feeding scene complications. Uh, if you are doing like a predator pool for your feeding scene, because you can either roll the predator pool and just be like, okay, you went on honey, you got that many successes, that's how many units of hunger you can reduce, or you can use that to flavor how well the scene goes. I've done that. It's very entertaining. Uh, if there is a messy crit, uh, winning at a cost or a bestial failure, it might be better for the ST to have the complication kick in later. Mm. Like the scene in the moment went fine, but because you know you might be doing a character spotlight and you're like, fuck, I don't want the game to be like an hour of just dealing with Eric. Eric's a great guy. I know he's going through some <laughs> shit. But like, fuck, everybody else is going to get bored. So you'd be like, okay, cool. You do your feeding scene like normal. And then later on in the plot, you could have a... The oh, person no. re-
1: remembered it and <laughs> knows what happened.
2: Yeah. This is a cool little note from the core book that I thought was a cool idea where it's like, yeah, no, you have a feeding scene. And then, you know, oh, no, you accidentally did a, did a full slurp and they're dead. Now you have to throw away the whole girl. That or- could... <laughs> That could come up later in the plot as like a uh oh.
0: Or uh oh, there was a camera in that alley.
2: Mm hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Or somebody else saw you.
0: Mm-hmm. No one thinks, people just think you're a murderer right now, mm-hmm. but they're looking for you as a murderer right now.
2: Yeah. Or, you know, the, the person you fed on was nervous because some weirdo was following them and they had their phone on record in their pocket.
0: And now the audio of you feeding on them is
2: a
3: thing. Yeah. Oh, the weirdest day, ASMR. It's on Facebook Live.
2: No! <laughs> Oh, fuck. No, they'll be fine. Who uses Facebook? I don't uh, know, that's
0: the sketchiest thing I think I ever did. What? I called. Remember the Facebook live killer? Yeah. Me and my buddy called him. What? Yeah. Hunter, why? He posted his phone number. We're like, well.
1: How'd that conversation go?
0: It didn't really go. Did he answer? Uh, it answered and then hung up immediately. Okay. No. I was just like, buddy, what I the fuck? I did fu-? it. Hunter, what the fuck? No!
1: Put the pressure on. All right, yeah. solving crimes. Dude,
0: I was gonna take him down. Yeah,
1: I I believe you. He was in
0: Ohio. I was like, you're I gonna
1: drive over there. there, give him a people's elbow.
0: Well, your first
2: mistake was going to Ohio.
1: Yeah. And yeah, why mm. would
0: you go to Ohio?
1: No. Look,
2: we all know that
3: we're from Indiana. We can't talk. Yeah. Well, look, yeah. at least Ohio has it's... the
2: fun of being like a place of Eldritch horrors. We're just dumb. I will
3: kidnap these motherfuckers and take them to Arkansas and watch them stop talking shit. I've been to Arkansas. Yeah. I almost got arrested in Hot Springs.
1: <laughs> I believe that. What were you doing?
0: I broke into an abandoned hotel slash casino.
2: Oh, yeah, that that
3: was in the downtown district. Of course, that's where all the fucking cops are. You So you know the one I'm talking about.
2: Probably. There's
3: like five of them.
0: <laughs> also, I licked the Bill Clinton wax statue at the wax museum there. <laughs> I don't know and if that picture how COVID is still started. around. that's started.
2: Why'd you lick Bill?
0: We got stuck in Hot Springs for a day, and like there was a wax museum yep. and an old hotel. That's like the two things to do. They had Hot Springs. Those cost money. Licking Bill Clinton was like don't. five bucks.
2: No, dude, the downtown uh, is like right up against a fucking state park. You could have just walked and like gone look at nature and shit for free. There, there's
1: like yeah, two He stuff. wanted to lick Bill Clinton. Do I not saying judge he him. He couldn't for lick that. Bill there Clinton. There's a
3: state park and a mountain. You could have gone to either of he those. Casino mountain. You, you Prove cho- it. You chose you to live the,
2: the entrance to the park is literally across the street from the wax museum.
0: <laughs> like
2: it's right there. <laughs> Y'all are drunk as shit. The casino
1: was cool. <laughs> the
2: casino probably was cool.
1: <laughs> I'd go there. I'd break into an old casino.
2: So when you are doing these feeding scenes, uh, as I had mentioned before several times, there are predator pools that are aligned with the predator types. These are more guidelines and actual rules. They exist on page 307, mm-hmm. if you want to use them for reference. Basically, the pool
1: is some sort of attribute with some sort of skill. An attribute and a skill? Yes. At the same time? Yes. Pretty much skill? like every other pool. Yeah. Okay, cool. Not an attribute <laughs> and an attribute?
2: Yeah. Nah, because I've, I've run some games where people are like, can I do these two things? I'm like, I know that gives you the biggest pool, but that's literally not what it is. So how about this other one instead? I'll give you a bonus dot for what you're doing because you put some thought into it and you're beating, no. you, but i'm not gonna give you 12 dice to rule this pool not you. an attribute in animal bones
0: if you're somehow rolling over 10 dice you've done something wrong mechanically
2: <laughs> nah, it depends on what you're doing My,
3: yeah i was about to say one of the stream game characters i have his tech pool is 10 dice
2: yeah, it's at over
0: ten. Mechanically, attribute plus skill should be five and five ten. Oh, then but maybe you eleven
3: bonuses. if you're if you, get you also get a bonus. Mm-hmm. But yeah. equipment bonuses, specialty bonuses. Yeah,
2: if you're doing a performative thing, you can go well above that because you might have things where it's like, oh, you have the the looks merit where it's a social role, so you get to add that stuff and blah 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 blah.
3: I don't know if V five has it, but I know seventh C has. If you get a you know, dice pool that is over 10 dice, it's just a flat plus 10 bonus to whatever uh, you roll yeah. for every dice over. This doesn't happen, no. but it but is like, there is, no.
1: there is a rule that's like, if you have so many dice above the required success, then you automatically win. Yeah, right? if
2: your dice pool is basically double what the uh, success, like the difficulty would be, you can just basically like do the D&D equivalent of take a 10. Yeah. yeah you can no. just like, yeah, you just do that. You can roll if you want to do extra good or you're feeling spicy. And you're like, I might fuck this up. Yeah. But, you know, eh. Eh, players are allowed to suggest a different predator pool, depending on what the situation is. Because you might, the predator pool might be like, oh, it's supposed to be strength and brawl. And you're like, well, actually, I'm trying to do, like, a hardcore parkour and, like, jump on them. So can I roll decks instead? And I'd be like, you know what? Sure. Why yeah. not? Let's see. That Only fine. if
1: your character yells, parkour! As he flies toward them. <laughs>
2: uh, yes. To instill
1: that extra bit of fear.
2: I might, I might lower the difficulty for that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, keep in mind that disciplines, advantages, and flaws might affect the pool total. Because there might be some situations where you're trying to do a thing and then your flaws come in and go, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh no, Greg's here. Fuck.
1: I've always hated Greg. I hate him so much that I can't really concentrate on the things around me when he's around.
2: Yeah. But yeah, so if you're setting the difficulty for these predator pools, uh, they're set by the ST. Uh, these are usually secret, but you know, if you feel like Sharon, that's fine. You can do that. You're the ST. It's your world. Do what you want. Yeah. Uh, If you want some suggestions on how difficult feeding should be in certain areas of the city or the narrative, there is a table on page 308 to give you ideas of like, hey, so you can add the difficulty plus or minus being like, oh, you're in a crowded bar, you're in a suburban area, you're in an industrial park. Gives you some ideas on how to set that up. And the number of successes you get on the predator pool is the number of hunger that may be removed. Nice. Yeah. You can just do that as a flat, like, okay. Okay. Uh, Eric's going to go hunting. We're going to roll the pool. You got three successes. All right. You can get rid of three hunger. Nothing bad happened.
1: I'm sorry. I've been playing too much magic recently. Yes. So I got to ask the semantics on this. Yeah. Up to three yes. dots or three dots? Up to. Okay, cool. Just so, making sure.
2: Yeah. Because I, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen anything in the rules that says like, okay, so if you have hunger two and you get three successes, you don't have to go down to hunger zero at that point. You can elect to be like, I just need to get rid of the two because I think it's fucked up as an ST to be like, oh, yeah, you have a character that really cares about the sanctity of mortal life and they don't want to kill anybody. And they just happen to roll really well in a feeding pool. And you're like, well, I guess you killed somebody. Get fucked.
1: Yeah, that would suck.
2: That Yeah, that's.
3: Yeah, I'd, I'd want to stop. Unless
1: playing, they get care. like a bestial fail or like yeah, a I'd, messy crit. Then, there we
2: then go. at that point, yep. I'd be like, OK, cool. you you fucked. You're done goofed. You're right. And I, you can narratively be like, okay, you definitely killed this guy. Or you can hone in on the scene and be like, okay, you're feeding on this guy. Your beast is starting to win. You might kill this guy. I'm going to have you do a resolve and composure roll to see if you can stop it or not.
1: Right. So at least there's some like. Especially if it's going to fuck with somebody's (laughs) conviction. Like Mm -hmm. it'd be nice to give them a second shot because it's like, I'm just trying to eat.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: like yeah. something I literally have to do mechanically.
2: Yeah. And now the complication is like, okay, well you have this guy, he's unconscious. He's probably going to die if you don't get him to a hospital now. So right. good luck.
1: Throw him in the car. Just drop him off in front. Throw the whole boy away. <laughs> yep. Throw the whole <laughs> boy away. He's got to go.
2: All right. So we have a small list, a uh, rapid fire, common mechanics questions with feeding. This is shit. People have asked me a hundred times. We're just going to go through them right now.
1: <clears throat> but what if I have a herd?
2: Uh, players with herds can feed without having to roll the predator pool. Oh, hell yeah. Easy. Yeah. ST should make a point of highlighting any potential moral issues pertaining to collecting blood dolls.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. So the bigger the pool, the more often you can feed from it without having to roll? Yep. Okay.
2: Yeah. If you're relying on it too much, uh, you can add some complications or temporarily take herd dice away from the pool. Just being like, okay, cool. You've heard pool is three. You've been using it a lot. Uh, You're temporarily going to be down to two for the next couple of sessions just so people can fucking recover. Right. Or I'm going to take the dot away permanently.
1: Okay. Now, Um, I haven't run into this yet with mm -hmm. Alec. And you're my storyteller, so you cannot answer these questions if you don't want to. Uh, We'll see what's up. But moral implications. (laughs) He's consensualist. Mm -hmm. He goes in like, well, one, his ghoul is like his main. Yeah his main thing yeah. but goes to club finds people who are like yeah drink my blood
2: fuck me up vladdy yeah it, oh. <laughs> i killed him
1: <laughs> i quit the podcast bye guys no come back i'm sorry we have openings <laughs> but yeah like i personally like i mean I can rationalize it through Alex's brain, where Mm -hmm. that doesn't really have moral implications. He's still asking them if it's cool. He was into BDSM before he became a vampire. He's just Mm -hmm. doing what he did anyway. He's just There's just extra steps. Yeah, there's just extra steps now.
0: If I'm beaten, I'm
1: eaten. Exactly, right. So could you give examples of what you think moral implications could come up with him? Yeah. Other than he accidentally kills somebody.
2: Oh yeah, there could be some uh, like hundred mentioned way at the beginning of this, where there's like power dynamic issues, where it's mm. like yeah, if Alec is known as like a cool like a figurehead in the scene, like every, like people are just like oh yeah, he's like a big deal, and then there's people like throwing themselves at him because they want the attention or they just think he's really cool and we just really want to. Know. Mm-hmm.
1: They there want is, the status of yeah. Like, oh,
2: well, there's I hung out potentialities with him. there for abuse of you know they could offer things outside of, like, okay, cool, this scene was really good, I appreciate it, and they're just like, hey, I can hook you up, and da 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 mm-hmm. and all sorts of things. Or um, if Alex starts to lose humanity, there could be, like, he doesn't care as much about the consent with these people over time because it's like, well, they're throwing themselves at me. Like, they're obviously clearly... Obviously, they want it. They're obviously consenting.
1: Yeah. Whether okay. they really okay. are or aren't. Right. Yeah, so. Cool, thanks.
2: Cool. I can and make there's a-, a
1: live example, everybody. Yeah,
0: I... I can make you feel sad about a lot of things. Yeah, but...
1: Uh, I do that by myself.
0: <laughs> but uh, what if I feed from blood bags?
2: Ah, uh, Players with blood bags can feed without having to roll a predator pool, but may have to roll due to a lack of readied access.
3: Dope.
2: So, you, I've, I've run into a couple situations where players have tried to abuse the blood bag thing. I don't like that.
3: Bro, you can't say seven hunger. No, you can. Well, I'm I
2: mean. saying is, if you're gonna have a reserve of blood bags, you need to keep track of that shit. You need to keep track of who you're getting that from, where that's coming from. Uh, because like in the real world, like we are constantly having blood shortages in medical fields. Like, you think your happy ass is gonna be able to just pop down to the Seven Eleven and just get the shit? Yeah, no.
0: and, and not only that, but like. You're carrying a big sack of liquid. So, if your character is trying to carry blood bags on them, not just have them in their haven or even in like a cooler in their car, but like, yeah, I've got it like on the inside jacket of my character. Like, if you take like a couple bashing damage, I might make you roll to see if that blood bag gets popped. Yeah. I might let you mitigate a point of damage and instead have that happen. But now you're literally dripping like a half gallon of blood out of your shirt. <laughs> Which and, is- like
3: either a hindrance or a solution. And, you know? it's, it's,
0: it's like a black comedy moment, but that would fuck you up if you're in like downtown Chicago and somebody kicks you in the chest and now there's like
3: half a, a base- gallon of blood. Basically dripping.
2: a liter bag just popped on you. And, yeah. Yeah.
1: Nah, no. I was wine bagging it. Nah,
3: it's okay, the Chicago. <laughs> it's fine. will be fine. Just,
2: just pour the yeah, that... Just wine canning it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so like space I'm, bags. I don't know if you've ever seen someone gotten hurt bad enough to where it smells, but like an entire liter of blood is gonna fucking stink. Like there's a lot more mm-hmm. to keep in mind when you're keep carrying stuff around in bags than just like yep, I got it. And yeah. done.
2: Like, yeah. done. like I'm, I, I I, think a lot of the Capri Sun jokes are fucking hilarious, but I'm just like, eh, you probably should have a cooler in your bag or in your car to keep that shit in. And then I as an ST and go, what if somebody stole the car?
1: Bum, bum, bum. Yeah.
0: They die. And yeah. even if it is bad, you know, there might be a, a scene where someone's like, why do you smell like dirty nickels? <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. Or, you know, d- somebody happens to like look through your things and then they're just like, why do you have four
1: bags of blood that
2: aren't even really labeled? You know what I mean? Like I
1: would be not even medical.
2: Yeah. Like I, I would be kind of sussed out if somebody if like, I went to somebody's house and they had a medical bag of blood. Like that's fucking weird. But at least if it has like the labeling on it, I could be like, okay, maybe,
1: you could rationalize You could yeah.
2: rationalize yeah. in some way. Uh, depending I on how they're sourcing this, maybe from the circulatory system. It might be in a medical bag, but it doesn't have any fucking labels on it. And I'm like, that's more sus.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was about to say, you could just have some sketchy guys just be like, you don't know when you need an extra liter of blood.
2: Right. It's like, well, if you're playing a character who's like uh, like a street medic kind of a guy, yeah. where it's like, oh yeah, I get hired by gangs and all sorts of people to like just be on hand to be a doctor... Okay, you can kind of hand-wave sure. that, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking weird, but... But what if you eat flesh? Yes, there is a flaw that lets you... Uh, not lets, requires you to eat flesh. Uh, players who are organivores still have to roll predator pools, along with keeping with their feeding flaw. So, organivore, you have to eat organs at least once a week, on top of all of your blood requirements.
3: When they turn,
1: Brutal. Wouldn't
3: yeah. they turn an old clan bane into a hindrance mm-hmm. that everybody can take? So I have a question with yeah. that. Um implication-wise, so
0: obviously an organivore, you have to eat dead flesh. Mm -hmm. Does that mean other vampires can eat flesh and they just don't do it? Because I know there are feeding issues. Like, say just some Nosferatu wants to, like, have a bite of man steak. If he's going to have some long pork from dinner, but he's not an organivore, can he eat dead flesh? Or Mm -hmm. is it only the organivores can eat the flesh and it not turn to ash in their mouth? Yeah,
2: organivores are required (sighs) to, uh, I think, think i know there's like chunks of hakata that also get around they're feeding bane by consuming the dead uh far as i know yeah if you're just a regular ass kindred and you're like i'm gonna eat this raw liver you're, you're, still gonna it. Throw you're probably thing. gonna vomit oh
1: yeah at that point what's the difference between eating human liver or pork liver or cow liver or no. any other liver yeah i was gonna say a liver a liver
0: i would say then just in game like i would assume people would look down on that even more than they look down on like people who feed on rats and birds and animals oh yeah it's no, like, it's like, like, that's an even further down just like what the fuck
2: the fuck's wrong with you yeah because i uh in the chronicles played a niktuku <laughs> <That> oh was... <laughs> it was a good time uh but yeah, I I try to play a moral Nictuku, so I just ate eat a lot of fucking chickens.
1: So it doesn't just, have to be human; it can. It just has to be meat depending on or, your, or an blood. organ.
3: Yeah, depending on your blood potency. Uh.
2: Yeah, yeah, because you know, basically in V five, following that logic, if your blood potency hits a certain level, uh, yeah, animal stuff's not gonna cut it, so you're gonna have to eat twice as many chickens, and then suddenly chickens aren't doing it. Yeah, and then you have to eat humans.
1: So. Hmm. You'd be that trendy person in the neighborhood who keeps chickens, but God, those foxes just keep getting into my hen house Yeah, until you're like, well, fuck, I got to go eat my neighbor.
2: Yep. And people who feed on the dead also have the same thing with the predator pools. And uh, you can eat dead or rancid blood if you have the... Merits for this, or the clan Hakata stuff to go along with that. Basically, consuming flesh does not supplement your need for vitae, and vice versa. So Hmm. this is why it's a flaw and not just an alternate choice.
1: If somebody wanted to eat rancid or dead, dead or rancid blood, Mm -hmm. um, but they also wanted to have like a meal, do you think they could put a bunch of blood in like a Jello mold and just let it congeal
3: fully and then eat it like a Jello? Okay,
2: so here's the thing about this. Here's the thing about this that really.
3: Really gets How my go. between it's not being VT. No,
2: here's the thing. So uh, there is a stream game called Seattle by Night. Doesn't happen in Seattle. It's only one season. It is hosted by Jason Carl, as far as I know. I think it is canon along with uh, L.A. by Night. Mm-hmm. There is a scene in that. Uh, spoilers for Seattle by Night, guys. I'm sorry. Where the Toreador... The- in that he is like a, a chunky tattoo artist. He's very adorable. Yeah, I love Yeah, his face. I love him. Uh, he laments he can't eat mortal food anymore, So, but he keeps fucking buying it and just having it around. And he, during a mission, goes to Taco Bell for some fucking reason. And he, I can't remember if it's Taco or Gordita. Either way, he's in a hospital, and he throws Taco Bell into a uh, centrifuge spinner with a bunch of Vitae. And centrifuges it. And he then drinks his uh, taco blood and he rolls and he manages to keep it down. And according to Jason Curl, it kind of somewhat sort of tasted a little bit like Taco Bell along with the <laughs> pizza. So I want to say possibly, but it's a lot of
1: work. Right. I mean, yeah, you'd have to <laughs> get the jello mold, you'd have to put the blood in the jello mold, you'd have to keep it in the fridge for. A couple days while all right. of it congeals. Right, because I don't fully, know right?
2: what the ratio of blood to Jello would be for
1: this. Well, I don't know if you would need the Jello though. If you just let it sit, it would congeal does by itself. Congeal, yeah. So. Okay,
0: but that that brings up so many questions because, like, Jello is just powdered bone, and if you're already eating like dead flesh and organs, would bone have an effect on that? You could make. Oh, human I was talking about Jell-O like ones.
1: a somebody who can just drink dead and rancid blood. Yeah, It doesn't mean like bone, right?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, because if you're if you want to do a blood Jello shot and you just have like a little cup with just congealed blood in it, yeah, sure. I
1: don't see why not. (laughs) Would that count as dead or rancid blood? Yes. Yeah. That would be super dead. Triple checking.
2: Holy shit, that would be so dead. I'm
1: gonna take that that merit, and I'm just gonna eat Jello cakes. Or blood cakes all the time. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm thinking <laughs> so it be Jello molds in my fridge. Wow, that's some really dark food coloring you have. Yeah, it is. Don't don't eat it. It's not very good. I'm I still working. It's very
3: out. it's very expensive, mm. and it takes me a long time. Please don't.
0: It reminds me of those old '50s cookbooks where they just figured out gelatin, and they have like the big like ring Jello molds. But it's just like made with like blood and chunks of human flesh. And you're like, oh, that's just hot dogs and beans. Don't
1: that's touch exactly that. what I was thinking oh, about. God.
2: <laughs> It's a salad. I'm like, guys, we in the Midwest need a comet with a fucking (laughs) salad. I swear
0: to God. Uh, Mayonnaise makes it a salad.
3: No. Uh,
2: (laughs) My burger is a salad. But my predator type says, uh, just uh, just final note on the predator type thing. Uh, Predator types are your preferred style. You don't. You are, when you pick a prototype, you are not locked in on, like, I have to feed this way every fucking
3: time. We Unless are not it, all Ventrue. It yes. only matters if it's a prey exclusion thing. Yeah. And then you can still hunt. You just have to not hunt the thing that you're like, no.
2: Yeah, like, if you're an alley cat and you're used to, like, beating people up in the streets, it's like, yeah, you can go to the club and, like, seduce somebody. That's fine.
1: If they're into the, like, I'm kind of scared of you because you might stab me in an alley hey bonus bonus
2: (laughs) nothing wrong with being scare roused (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's mostly your blood potency and your clan banes that are going to directly affect uh what your abilities are on feeding things as well as like prey exclusions and whatever your convictions are otherwise go forth the world is your snack buffet snackster
0: Snackster. yes anyone have any final thoughts on feeding your predator types I say, I mean, we could have gone more into examples of like specific feeding types and how you'd roll dice for that, but I think that's something you can kind of figure out organically. Yes, because look it in the book. yeah, it says it in the book. In the book, but it's also really hard, I feel like, for us to give you a recommendation on what would work best for your table, like how in depth, how long you want to do that. Like, some people might like to roll a single roll and talk it out. Some people might want to play it like it's a combat scene and have like initiative and well, this, actually roll out the scene you know
3: i this also gives gms like if they're like i don't have much prepared for the night be like we're gonna role play our, our feeding scenes tonight to you know flesh out the characters you know just let people know what you are what you're about like your morals and like what makes you you
0: yeah you might even be able to get a little something extra out of mm-hmm. or maybe you uh alley cat someone down and you find something real fucking weird on their body
1: yeah story hook I really liked how they did it in L.A. by night. They mm-hmm. did a lot of their feeding scenes literally while they were doing other things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're at Temple of Boom, and why am I blanking on her name? The Toreador. Nelly. Thank you. And Nelly is, like, at Temple of Boom conducting business, and then she's like, oh, well, my, my pet thing is here. I'll be right back. And she goes and makes out with him for a little bit, eats, comes back, and is like, all right, got to finish business. I just had to take care of him because he wouldn't leave.
3: <laughs> like, yeah
1: i think that's super cool i like how fluid that was and mm. like it gave that like what you were saying uh james it yeah. gave that like kind of character and personality to the character and what they kind of are about but didn't really disturb much yeah it like didn't i feel thought it was really like cool.
3: it was a trained screech halting moment it was just like oh this flowed yeah, yeah you,
0: you can yeah. do that in a lot of ways. it's like if say your uh cutter is breaking into a warehouse and your uh, coterie alley cat looks out the window and sees someone alone outside, and they're like, I'll be right back. And while the, everyone else is like investigating the warehouse office, right. your character's like, beating meat in an alley. So, like,
2: <laughs> pff, We're not talking
1: about him. masturbation. We're talking about, unfortunately, the person they're eating. Yeah. Who is made of meat.
2: <laughs> right. Or you can even have it happen just organically during a scene because uh, chill... Just game I've been playing with some online friends, we had a situation where the... God, this for, this fucking poor gang girl, he's just suffering all the goddamn time. But he ended up being at, like, Hunger 4, Hunger 5 while we were, like, trying to be spying on people in, like, a suburban area. So there was, like, no one out because it's, like, fucking 10 o'clock at night. So I, being the good little Bono Hakim that I am, was like, all right, bro, are you going to be able to maintain yourself? And he was just like, no. And I was like, okay, can you if I were to let you feed off of me, can you stop yourself? And he's like, I don't know if I can. And I just looked at him and went, you better knock my ass out. <laughs> just, if you're good to It's like, I, cause I was also like not in the best of spots at that time. And I was like, look, I cannot have this man freaking out where we are. Cause he's already been like on the police radar. So like we're fucked mm-hmm. if he loses his shit. And I Being You know on can even knowing What my veins are I was like look Either you need to take one And we're good Or you need to Fucking knock my ass out mm-hmm. And just take the whole thing Like not yeah. Diablery obviously But like yeah. just Take enough for me to go Pfft, And then put me in the trunk
1: Right <laughs> <laughs> Put me in the trunk <laughs> yeah. And hope that I don't Tear myself out
2: uh, if, you knock, if you drink me into torpor Like I'm yeah, out Yeah yeah Okay yeah, that's yeah, fair yeah. That's fair Just Just gave him a piece of paper Like this is the number To my sire Just explain to her What happened <laughs> And you could have, like, cool little coterie moments where you're just, like, in a situation where you're just, like, oh, we're fucked, we're fucked. If this guy, like, loses their shit, like, everything, you're like, fuck it, let's go. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh. the last the last thing you want is, like, your party, organivore to go into, like, a frenzy. Mm-hmm. Which, that, that's gonna end up with someone dead.
2: That's gonna be a little Richard
3: Chasey. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually, that brings up a point, because I don't know if I said it loud enough, but for those curious on the podcast that have been listening, the uh, original clan that had that as a clan band in Old World was uh, the Nagaraja. They had to eat flesh. They You can find them in the Bloodlines game. There's one that you find in the basement. She's like... Oh, the artifact lady? Yeah, yeah. That's a Nagaraja. That's what she... that That is her... She is a vampire. That is a clan. And they used to just be like, no, we have to eat flesh.
2: And now they exist in the Hakata. So if you want to be a toothy bitey boy.
3: (gasps) ah. Funny thing is, I think originally, I think, and again, don't quote Mm -hmm. me because it's been a while since I've read their entry. Most of them were women. I think they were a very Mm -hmm. female clan. Like, I don't think they like almost ever embraced men. It's them and the sirens.
2: Then there was the Sisters of Cacophony and then the Lamouche to Lamouche. Yeah. Siren Sisters
1: Cacophony. I what Lamia were all Lamia. That was the
2: one I was thinking of. So Lamia is mostly women. Sisters of Cacophony are mostly women. And then the Nagaraja. The Nick Tuku I played, I just was, I was tired of being sexually harassed at the table. So I went, hi, I might have teeth in my vagina. I eat other vampires. Please
3: fuck with me. The danger fuck.
2: Yeah. And shockingly, everybody stopped fucking with me. It was great. Cowards. (laughs)
3: Cowards.
2: <laughs> but yeah, so I guess thanks, Paralyze, for the music.
3: Yeah. Ba-dum, ba-dum.
2: Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum,
3: ba-dum. I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's, That's right. all it's I'm good.
1: giving you. you got to go back and listen to the music again. <laughs> or listen to the like next episode.
3: five seconds, Hunter's going to edit yeah. in some more.
2: Paralyze exists on the Bandcamp and other places. Go check them out. They are mm-hmm, rad. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can bug us on the Twitter at Blank Bodies. You can also bug us on the Instagram at Blank Bodies Pod. Uh, if you think we're cool and jazzy and you want to talk to us about your cool and jazzy projects, projects, products, things you do, stream games, whatever, you can talk to us at blank at Gmail,
1: especially if you're a real vampire.
2: We, we still have not found the OGs.
1: I'm waiting. Yep.
2: Yeah. Maybe one day. I play
1: video games online on our discord. I been <laughs> playing a lot of deep rock galactic. I'm actually getting not bad at it now. Ah! Um, What's your class? Huh? Scout. Uh, okay. I'm a zippy boy. Of course. I'm a zippy boy with a sniper rifle and machine pistols. Let's go. Mm, that sounds fun. <laughs> also, it's a lot of fun. they trying to
3: find a real vampire. They definitely out of themselves a few yeah, episodes. I just, I just played Driller. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Driller's a lot of Driller fun. is the way to go. What do you get? A flamethrower and drills. Yes. Um, how do you? How do we get back to the ship at the end of the mission? Give me a second. I mean, the zip line. I've never a had too. a problem
1: with that. Yeah, my zip line, I'm just like, boop, 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 boop. I, I beat Molly to the ship 90% of the time. Yeah.
3: <laughs> normally, i have no idea normally i use geometry when i'm playing it on the playstation 4 and i'm just like this is the closest exit there's a there's a wall and i just go, go to 90 stop and just...
2: yeah no i've been uh doing a college so i've not been doing video games but we do have a discord we hang out in
0: yeah there's all we do a monthly movie night our patrons help us select the movie we did our first one uh recently it was really good we watched uh, a girl walks al- home alone at night that movie's so fucking good it's so fucking good
2: so yeah uh patrons uh give us money so we can yell more and uh you get some cool stuff because we do hangouts I, you have options for character art from me uh we have surprise level that's a joke you do not have to give us that amount of money but if you do you get blood you get you get a joke you, you get a get, haha from you us. You get a haha. You get the,
1: the, the, funniest be <laughs> <existing>. <laughs> uh-huh. the funniest blood you'll oh, ever see. The funniest blood. It is man. pretty funny. Yeah, it's a silly I, boy. I got it packed
2: up. Uh-huh. But yeah, thank you for everyone that has given us the monies to let us do this because it's rad, and hopefully we can keep
0: doing stuff. It helps us out a lot, so yeah, we really
2: appreciate yeah. that. Mm-hmm, we have, mm-hmm. We're still paying off these mics, I think,
0: right? No, I think we got the... Oh, okay, thank we God. We got the, our first round of equipment paid off.
3: Oh, so. my
2: God. Well, so now for
3: mean, round two.
2: We can actually get real pop filters instead of these ones I made out of stockings and wire. Yay!
3: <laughs> Maybe an extra set of headsets. <laughs> Maybe.
1: Oh, my God.
3: Anyway. We're doing uh, things. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye, bye. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.
1: That, that ended abruptly. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.
3: Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. E.